escort to take my place. You'll be pleased to... But Jonas, you promised... Victoria interrupted. The only reason I agreed to the trip was because you promised to make the journey with us. How could you go back on your word? Now, Victoria, there's no need for histrionics over a small change in plans. A business matter of great importance requires my attention, and it will be impossible for me to be away from Rochester on your departure date. Without my attention to the business, there wouldn't be sufficient funds for this family to live in the style to which they've become accustomed. His smile failed to reach his eyes. Isn't that correct? Correct or not, I'm disappointed that you have broken your promise to me. I've already explained that I don't believe it's wise for me to travel alone with all three of the girls. Once my business is concluded here in Rochester, I'll join you in England. As I attempted to tell you a few moments ago, I have arranged for an escort to take my place, Jonas said. Well, who is it you've convinced to escort us? Yes, who? Amanda asked. Instead of speaking out with his usual pomp and ceremony, Jonas stared at his plate. Daniel. Fanny clutched her bodice. Daniel? Daniel Irwin? Uncle Jonas raised his head and glanced around the table. Do you ladies know any other Daniel? Sophie extended her index finger. I do, but I doubt he's the one. Her uncle's jaw tightened. Not if he's one of those men you meet at Brown Square. Sophie giggled, pleased she'd been able to annoy her uncle, yet somewhat surprised by this change in circumstances. Had she been forced to speculate upon whom her uncle had chosen as their escort, Daniel wouldn't have made the list of possibilities. And from all appearances, he wouldn't have made Aunt Victoria's list either. Poor Fanny looked as if she'd suffered a striking blow to the midsection. Only Amanda remained poised and unruffled by the announcement. Why in the world would you ask Daniel Irwin? Fanny croaked the question and immediately took a sip of water. He's not a member of the family. In fact, he's rather a nuisance, isn't he, Amanda? Amanda glanced at Fanny and then at her father. Sophie poked her in the ribs, hoping that Amanda would find the courage to take a stand. Tis true he's wearisome, father. I do think you could have made a better choice. Since when do you think you're the one making family decisions, young woman? He glared down the table, and Amanda visibly shrunk before Sophie's eyes. "'She's merely speaking her opinion, Uncle, and all of us concur. We are permitted an opinion in this family, are we not?' Jonas shook his head. "'Your manners leave much to be improved upon, Sophie. I did not seek any opinions on this decision. Daniel's passage is booked, and I have every confidence he will prove to be a perfect escort.' Sophie planned to argue the point, but before she could wage battle, one of the servants escorted her father into the room, with Paul Medford following close on his heels. "'My apologies, Victoria. I truly lost all track of time.' He gestured toward the table. "'Please, go on with your supper. Paul and I can wait in the library.' Clearly annoyed, Jonas pointed to one of the empty chairs. "'Oh, do sit down, Quincy. You are invited for supper, and supper you'll eat.' When Paul remained in the doorway, Jonas waved him forward. You too, Paul, sit down and eat. All concern over Daniel Irwin fled Sophie's mind. Why had her father appeared with Paul Medford in tow? It seemed her father couldn't make an appearance at any family function without his favorite seminary graduate tagging along like a stray mongrel. Her father offered his profuse apologies until Aunt Victoria finally begged him to cease. All is forgiven, Quincy. As you can see, we didn't wait for your arrival. 
Sophie suggested we begin without you. Her father cast a fleeting smile in Sophie's direction. I fear she knows me well. Quincy took several bites of the vegetables and duck. He nodded his approval. Excellent as usual, Victoria. He downed a gulp of water from his goblet. I need a favor, Jonas. Jonas peered over the rim of his coffee cup. Paul received word today that his grandmother is quite ill, not expected to live much longer. He believes he should accompany his mother back to England, Quincy said. I told him it might be possible for you to book passage for the two of them to travel with you and Victoria and the girls. I explained they would be departing on the 23rd. Jonas grunted. Exactly right. I had originally planned the departure for the 18th of the month, but Victoria was quick to remind me that most of the luxury liners sail on Saturdays. My wife tends to suffer from motion sickness when she travels on the smaller ships. He patted his wife's hand. Is that...